Chapter 5 of The Sign of the Cross in the 19th Century. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. The Sign of the Cross in the 19th Century by Jean Goumet. Letter 5. The Sign of the Cross ennobles us it is the exclusive sign of the elite of humanity it is the escutcheon of catholicity what a catholic is by ennobling us the sign of the cross teaches us the respect due to ourselves importance of this lesson disgrace of those who do not make this sign picture of the contempt they have for themselves november thirtieth i have added my dear frederick that the sign of the cross is a sign which ennobles us it ennobles us because it is divine all that is divine is ennobling this reason alone might dispense with every other nevertheless i add that it ennobles us because it is the exclusive sign of the elite of humanity have your companions ever reflected on this all who do not make the sign of the cross and much more all who are so unfortunate as to blush at it remain confounded with pagans, Mahometans, Jews, heretics, bad Catholics, and beasts, that is to say, with the very dregs of creation. What do you think of this? Have we not reason to be proud of that which distinguishes us from those who do not bear it? A child is proud of belonging to a family, venerable for its antiquity, illustrious for its services, respected for its virtue, powerful by its riches, again how jealous is he of his escutcheon he carves it in stone marble silver gold agate or ruby he engraves it on his dwelling sculptures it on his furniture enchases it on his plate and marks it on his linen he bears it on his seal would wish to carry it on his forehead it is painted on the panels of his carriage and even the harness of his horses is decorated with it leaving vanity aside he is right his conduct proclaims the eminently social law of solidarity the glory of their forefathers is the glory of the children it is the family patrimony being a catholic the sign of the cross is my escutcheon it proclaims to me and to everyone the nobility of my race its antiquity its services its glories and its virtues and i not be proud of it I should then deny the illustrious blood that courses through my veins. Unworthy to bear a great name, I should basely repudiate the law of solidarity, throw my coat of arms into the mire, and cast to the winds the rich inheritance of my ancestors. Men are proud of belonging to an aristocratic nation. The Spaniard is proud of being Spanish, the Englishman of being English, the Frenchman of being French, and so with other great nations tell me my friend which is the grandest the most aristocratic nation on the globe it is a nation more ancient and which in itself alone has a greater number of citizens than all those i have named a nation which by its light shines in the world like the sun in the firmament a nation essentially expansive which at the price of its blood has drawn the human race out of barbarism and at the same price prevents it from falling back into it again as is proved by history and the map of the world a nation among whose children alone are found all that man has known as great by genius virtue science and courage 
whole legions of doctors virgins martyrs orators poets philosophers and artists the great legislators good kings and illustrious warriors in every part of the world a nation so much the more aristocratic that to her all others owe their superiority no matter what may be said or done history points this out as the great catholic nation i belong to it the sign of the cross is its escutcheon and shall i be ashamed of it god himself has deigned to show by striking miracles how honored in his sight are the person and the member that make the sign of the cross saint editha daughter of edgar king of england from her very infancy bore the sign of the cross in her heart this little princess one of the most beautiful flowers of virginity that have adorned the former isle of saints did nothing without first making this salutary sign on her forehead and breast having caused a church to be built in honor of saint dionysius she begged saint dunstan archbishop of canterbury to come to dedicate it he did so willingly and in several interviews which he had with the saint he was struck at seeing her make so frequently the sign of the cross on her forehead with the thumb according to the custom of the early christians this devotion pleased him so much that he begged god to bless that thumb and even to preserve it from the corruption of the grave his prayer was granted the saint died soon after at the age of twenty-three years and appearing to the holy bishop said raise my body from the tomb you will find it incorrupt with the exception of those members of which in the levity of my childhood i made a bad use those members were her eyes feet and hands which in effect were found to be decayed except the thumb with which she had so often made the sign of the cross as regards the point of honor were our ancestors wrong in making such frequent use of the sign of the cross are we right in not making it alas far different from ours was the pride of their nobility the feeling of their dignity by dwelling so much on the obligations of that dignity i do not wonder at their having established a society which for the heroism of its virtues is without parallel in the annals of the world you will now begin to understand it the first sentiment that the sign of the cross inspires us with is respect for ourselves because it ennobles us respect for ourselves dear friend what a great thing i have said i look around me i see an age a world a rising generation which talks incessantly of the dignity of man of emancipation of liberty these words either void of meaning or filled with an evil one render the age the world the generation ungovernable impatient of the yoke of all authority divine social civil or parental they continually cry out to all they meet respect me very good but if you wish to be respected begin by respecting yourself the respect of others for us is proportional to that which we have for ourselves cruelty hypocrisy debauchery vice gilded gloved painted plumed spurred and crowned may inspire fear but can never win respect now then the man of the day whether he be old or young who does not make the sign of the cross does he respect himself let us make a trial by autopsy the noblest part of man is the soul the noblest faculty of his soul is the intelligence 
precious vessel formed by the hand of god himself to receive truth and nothing but the truth all that is not truth defiles and profanes it does the man of our day respect it is it truth that he deposits therein he has nothing but disgust for the pure sources whence it flows divine oracles sermons books of asceticism or christian philosophy fill him with loathing if you descend into that baptized intelligence you will find yourself to be in a storehouse of odds and ends there you find jumbled together pell-mell ignorance idle tales frivolity prejudices lies errors doubts objections denial impieties silliness and trifles a sad spectacle which reminds me of an ostrich that died lately in lyon you know that in the autopsy one of the stomachs of the stupid animal was found to be a regular storehouse of old iron ends of ropes and pieces of wood such is the intellectual nourishment of the man who does not make the sign of the cross behold how he respects it and his heart excuse me my dear frederick from revealing to you its ignominy its emotions instead of being directed upward tend downward instead of soaring like the eagle it crawls like the worm instead of feeding like the bee on the perfumed juice of flowers like the stercorary fly it rests only on filth there is no violation of the immaculate law from which it recoils no pollution which it avoids and as you know that from the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks the throat is like the vent hole of a sepulchre full of corruption and his body young man who think it beneath you to make the sign of the cross you believe yourself very clever you are to be pitied you think yourself independent you are a slave you refuse to honor yourself by doing what the elite of mankind do by a just judgment you shall dishonor yourself by the most shameful acts of the dregs of humanity your hand will not trace the divine sign on your forehead but it will touch what it should not touch you will not defend your eyes lips or breast with this protecting sign your eyes shall be sullied by looking at what they should never see your lips talkative yet dumb loquaces muti as says a great genius shall say nothing that they should and everything they should not your breast a profane altar shall burn with a fire the very name of which is a disgrace this is private history you cannot deny it you cannot efface it written here in ink it may be read on every part of your being written in the blood of sin in sanguini peccati and his life the man who does not make or who has ceased to make the sign of the cross loses all esteem of his life he despises it he squanders it for he never takes it in earnest to turn night into day and day into night to work little sleep much fare sumptuously to refuse nothing to his appetites to spend time without any regard to eternity that is to say in weaving cobwebs catching flies and building card castles in a word using his life as if he were the proprietor of it this is not taking life in earnest to take life in earnest is to use it according to the will of him who gave it to us and who will demand a rigorous account of it not as a whole but in detail not by the year but by the moment when the despiser of the divine sign which would ennoble his life by inspiring him with the respect for his soul and body 
is wearied with the ways of trifling and iniquity what does he do alas he but too often throws down life as an insupportable burden regarding himself as a beast for which there is neither fear nor hope beyond the grave he kills himself here my good frederick how can i express my sorrow that which the apostle ravaged with admiration said of the marvels of heaven that eye hath not seen nor ear heard nor hath it entered into the heart of man to conceive we must now say with fear shame and trembling no at no epoch in no climate among no nation not even pagans or cannibals has man ever seen or heard or his mind conceived what we see hear and touch with our hands what is it suicide suicide on a scale without example in history in france alone one hundred thousand within the last thirty years one hundred thousand and they continue still to increase now i am almost certain without having the proof that of those one hundred thousand persons who died in despair more than ninety-nine thousand had lost the custom of making the sign of the cross frequently seriously and religiously hold this for the thirteenth article of your creed more to-morrow End of letter 5